Welcome to episode five of the Better by Voice podcast. We'll dive into today's discussion in just a minute, but wanted to take a minute beforehand to acknowledge that, yes, our goal is to put out an episode of this podcast each week, but this last week didn't feel like it was right to do so, and we wanted to create the space and respect for the protests and discussion that's happening in our country and around the world about Black Lives Matter and racial equality. We believe the right thing to do was not to take away from that conversation and instead use that time to lean in, join in, read, listen, learn, and educate ourselves. Now on to this week. Russ and I had a chance to sit down and discuss the evolving customer service landscape and the ways that conversations through both voice and chat are quickly changing the customer expectations and providing a better customer experience. With that, let's jump into the conversation. All right, Russ, we're back for another episode. We've made it this far and we're, we're, keeping, we're keeping going. We're keeping them cranking. Uh, super excited this week uh, to talk a little bit about about customer service. We've spent a lot of times kind of talking about the ecosystem a bit and some of the kind of points or areas of opportunity in that ecosystem. But uh, customer service is a is a massive topic at the moment and somewhere where I think I think we definitely have something to say. I think this is a great topic. Um, as we look forward into what's happening in all areas. Uh, we're seeing customer service being a, a massive uh, bottleneck for a lot of uh, customers. I know I experience it all the time. The, the wait times are, uh, can be a massive issue, but just the overall experience needs to genuinely uplift. And it's an area where the, the combination of um, AI and conversational design and deep integration can have a massive impact. So I think this is great uh, as a topic. You know, it makes me take a step back and think about what really matters in the customer ex experience journey. What what really is important uh, to to the customer? And I think you know, John Maeda did a, a, a great thing in his Design and Tech Report or CX in in uh, Tech Report recently. If you haven't seen it; it's pretty impressive. But he talks about this, you know, constant ex experience of the buying cycle. And then when you go through that decision and process, and, and there's a lot of technology, MarTech, et cetera, driven to you know, advance that and speed that up. And that's moving at a really high, high, high pace. But as, it, as you exit the buying cycle by spending your money, you go into the customer cycle. And actually, those areas are much slower in terms of their ability to react and respond and have really not received the proper amount of uh, focus or investment. So. I think this is a great, great topic. You know, my, my question for you really starts off with is, you know, why do we need to think about customer service from a voice perspective? I mean, I, that's, you know, this is better by voice. How, how do we make customer service better by voice? Yeah, cool. I think it's a great question. You know, I think a lot of this got highlighted coming out or kind of going into quarantine, I guess, from, you know, from COVID-19, coronavirus. Uh, into all of a sudden there was this massive need for, you know, sort of the, the commerce engine in a lot of ways didn't stop, right? We're, we've moved to maybe more online buying and purchasing. We still have the same questions that we had before. And if you're a, maybe a bank or a financial institution or an insurance company, there's probably a lot more questions than there was before, right? And so you have all this sort of massive influx of now I can't go in person somewhere. I can't go do something. So I've got to go to, the phone. I've got to go to the customer service channel that I'm, I'm, you know, most accustomed to outside of the face-to-face -face communication. 
And it created this massive influx of people calling in, but the same number or potentially less, depending on the company, uh, of customer service agents. So you have these long wait times that we saw, you know, three, four, five hour holds, companies sending on emails saying, hey, we're getting to you. I'm sorry. Uh, but they're only able to handle some, so many problems at a time. And I think that the way that this gets you know, made, quote unquote, better by voice is being able to take some of the sort of the pressure or the top level pressure off of that system by being able to handle some of those interactions, right? And not the old school model, kind of the IVR model of push one for, you know, accounting and two for customer service or whatever, but being able to just say, hey, how can we help, right? Have an automated system that you're able to talk to in a more natural way you don't have to follow a phone tree, which you get four steps into and realize that you might be lost or you went the wrong direction and now you have to start over. But just being able to have a quick conversation to say, hey, I need to make a return or I'm just checking on my order or I need to know if my insurance policy covers X, right? And handle those through a voice experience that is allowing sort of live customer service to handle the most important problems or the ones that need human interaction Meanwhile, getting in and out of the transactions that don't need it, right? I don't want to be on the phone for four hours on hold, listening to bad hold music. I'd much rather be able to, you know, ask my question, see if I can't get it resolved quickly and move off of that system. And it's, I think this has created sort of just the start of a new set of customer expectations for what sort of service can be handled through potentially a quick phone call or at some point, maybe we'll talk about kind of the chat bot version of it as well, or being able to go from text to voice and, and vice versa. Well, you, you, you bring up a really important point. Um, it is a new thing. You know, uh, it's, uh, we've been trained about how to deal with poor customer service automation. You know, uh, the, we've been trained to press, you know, let's see if I press zero and do I get to an actual live person? Um, I know I personally, whenever I'm calling in and I get one of those things, you can say things like, or, you know, can you help us learn more about your problem? I, some, I, I, I might jump quickly to representative and just hope that it gets me to a person. And it's because I don't trust that that automated system does anything for me. There's no value transaction that I'm getting that is meaningful enough for me. And I just want to go straight to a person. But that's because the technology has not been able to meet that conversational demand. I, the, the, the automated system can be as well-recorded a voice as possible, make me feel like they're friendly. But if I don't believe that they are, I'm not going to trust that. With the rise of NLP and what's possible with AI and some of these major platform investments by you know, Google and uh, so many other great uh, technology platform companies in the ecosystem. We're now able to solve that. We can actually, we're at, you know, understanding uh, uh, speech parity. We're able to, many of these systems ha can handle multi-language. There's no more, you know, press one for, for English and press two for Spanish. You know, this, these systems can automatically detect language. So we get into a space where, Consumers can actually trust that, uh, that, that service, that bot on the back end, it can actually make this process better versus be an impediment to me to getting what I want. 
I think you've hit you've hit on something there. You, you mentioned that you know consumers can actually trust it. I think that by building systems that that allow you to get inside or in and out of those transactions quickly, or you know make the investments to actually help consumers spend less time on the phone, but more time, you know, enjoying your product or more time with their family because they're not on the phone with insurance. You're actually building sort of brand reputation and trust as well. Right. There's sort of this inherent part of you that goes, oh, there's they've made some investment or they care enough to help me get through this transaction quickly, even maybe with a limited set of resources. Right. They, they're mm-hmm. they're doing their part as well to build that trust. And it goes back to those sort of John Maeda circles. You talk about a, a customer and customer service being part of that experience of a product. Right. It's it's now right. inherently built into how I feel about a product. I use this example a lot. If you think about Nordstrom, Nordstrom is sort of famous for their customer service, right? And if that breaks down in any way and, and they don't, they minimize their investment in customer service to maybe go, you know, just sell more items or do something different. They've now changed their brand value, right? And, and not right. in a good way necessarily. So it, it really does build sort of trust back into that buying and, and customer process as well. Yeah, I got to think that, you know, as, as we, you know, get into this area of uh, that's being affected by COVID, you know, I, I, I don't want to go into a store just to go talk to somebody about a thing. You know, I'm going to, le- I'm going to make fewer trips, I'm going to, you know, reduce those aspects. So I want to, I want to manage those things online or over the phone. And, and I start thinking about how um, these, these uh, digital, these frictionless transactions are going to be taking place more and more across the board. And when I go into a store, I may not want to really talk to other people. And so, you know, we've seen the rise of chatbots in retail and, and the importance of those things. We've seen, you know, co- companies adding chat to their websites. And you know, I, I'm wondering, you know, what, what do we think about, you know, this new wave and, and sort of reimagine it to be sort of really truly digital first versus digital second? You know, do you have any thoughts around, you know, how companies need to be thinking like that? Yeah, I do have a lot of thoughts actually on the topic. I think that, you know, one of the things that we've seen come up really quickly um, and certainly had plenty of questions about is, you know, how does... A, a digital first solution or looking at, you know, conversational transactions and conversational design or strategy. How is that different? Like, can I just go buy a chatbot like off the shelf? There's a thousand companies that will just sell you a chatbot. I can plug it into my website. Doesn't that do it for me? Like, isn't that what you do? And I think what that what is missed in that conversation is the ability to, and you mentioned the word frictionless, but to be frictionless across those transactions, right? Mm-hmm. To maybe start with a chat. If I need to pick up the phone, be able to pick up the phone and, and pick up right where I left off, right? Not get three quarters of the way down the road and then have to talk to somebody and go to, you know, restart with, can you give me the order number? What's your name again? How do I, you know, what right. what is the problem right. that you have? But making that feel like a seamless experience. So you basically abstract the medium away, whether it's text, voice, uh, an email, whatever the case may be, and just allow you to get to the heart of your problem that can sort of move between these different sort of technologies. 
Well, and obviously I talked to her about earlier about NLP and somebody's new tech, but the real challenge is, is a integration and B data, you know, customers are demanding personalized experiences, but you know, they can't get them uh, because the data is disconnected in so many of these, you know, customer service experience. You just pointed out, you know, I talked to one person, I enter, I enter my, I go through the process, I enter my account number, they validate who I am. I get to the next step and they go, will you please validate who you are again? Makes me feel like, well, wasn't I already validated? Did I not, you know, what's okay? Uh, do you have everything? You know, where do, am I starting over? It creates this uh, lack of trust again, that I think is a big issue in customer service, especially when you start adding bots into the system. So it's incumbent really, what you're saying is, I think is great is that it's incumbent that companies think about customer service and how their digital experience marries with the physical one and that we act, they actually take the extra step to not just slap the bot on because if you just basically turn your FAQs, we've talked about this in the past, taking your FAQs and making them into a bot is nice. It's probably a little better, but it doesn't actually solve the problem. So uh, where you're going is really interesting. Now I want to take it a step further. Let's talk about accessibility. You know, not everybody is it has the same, you know, uh, level of accessibility. And so where can a better conversational design support, you know, folks that are looking for a more accessible solution? Yeah, I think that that's sort of two questions. Or there's, I guess, maybe two answers to that question. The first, to touch on something that you mentioned, you've got to start with data, right? You've got to start with making sure that the sort of most important questions, the things that are happening most often, the, the biggest frustrations, your your sort of uh, down the middle or highest volume customers, no matter of kind of where they're reaching you, but those demographics, the age range, et cetera, are, are your starting point, right? So you're able to speak to the broadest set of audience. Now, inside that, when you think about accessibility, I think one of the things that you've got to think about is really being omni-channel. And what I mean by that is meeting your customers mm -hmm. where they're at or how they can access you. Right. So in, in many cases, maybe typing on a keyboard or going through a chatbot solution doesn't work for an accessibility purpose. Well, we need to provide or think about how we provide that same experience through another channel. Right. If I go through voice, maybe I go through a smart speaker to talk to, you know, Bank of America as opposed to going to bankofamerica.com or I pick up the phone and call them because I'm able to make a call. Those experiences should be fundamentally the same. I should be able as a customer to have the same expectation of, you know, not only the, the baseline of how I'm treated and how I'm sort of, you know, how I feel from that interaction, but that I can get, get to the same information, that I can have the same experience that anybody else would have across another medium from, you know, from any way that I'm able to engage with that company. And I think those are fairly disjointed currently. Right. Like you're certainly with most companies, your phone call into the call center experience is probably not as good as a chatbot experience or as being able to, you know, text message with a company if they have that that sort of ability lit up on their end. So thinking about what that experience and how your sort of brand trust and brand voice lives across those different experiences. 
Well, in the complexity of those different conversations, I think this is where the conversational design is so critical. You know, we need the technology, right? We need the data. We need to be able to have the APIs and access and integration. Absolutely. But if you but if you have all of that, but you don't design for the complexity of all the different types of conversations, you end up in a spot where you actually fail on that promise. And that becomes as, as a part of your brand promise, customer support you talked about or service you talked about, Nordstrom, there's so many companies that are really trying to excel at that because they realize the importance of that relationship. And after the transaction, if you go into that buying cycle, but you never come back and transact again, you just go off to the next customer because of that uh, second side of the experience. And it's funny, as I talk, I see my, my, I'm waving my finger in the air like someone can see it on a podcast, but that's a other challenge <laughs> for me. But, uh, you know, we, we are entering this age where um, our expectations are going to go up. And so I think, you know, for me, the, the, the real advice I'd give anybody is, is stop waiting for the perfect technology. The technology is here. It's going to get better and improve. But you really need to start investing in how you want to have that customer support conversation and how you want to build that into your business, especially if you have digital goods or digital products or you're, you want to scale. Because if you don't design in the, the right customer service experience, you can't plan for enough agents at the right time. You, can't, you don't know when your customers are going to need to reach you. We're in a 24-7 market already, but it's, it's hyper-driven uh, because people's regular buying cycle timelines are completely unique and different now, especially post-COVID. So we're, you know, we're just not in the same model. So companies need to change their, their, their game and really up it. Otherwise, they're going to be the brands or the businesses that get left behind rather than the ones that are ushered forward in a positive way. You, you mentioned something to me interesting that I thought about natural conversations recently. And I, you had a really interesting you know, concept around that. You want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, I think that, you know, a lot of the ways that I think about sort of these natural conversations or being able to interact with, you know, whether it's through a smart speaker, through a phone call, even through chat, but I think more about this in the voice space is being able to have, you remember a couple of years ago, Google, maybe it was two years ago now, Google released Google Duplex, right? This like yep. service where you could say like, book me a haircut and it like made a phone call and it sounded like a human and it went through that whole process. And there was some like kind of flack about it because it didn't let it know it was a, an AI or a bot. And there was some confusion around it that they mostly solved. But I, I really think about, you know, the heart of these or the best case scenario for a lot of these experiences is almost that in reverse, right? Where I can just call in. So instead of the you know, consumer using the bot to call the company, basically that AI being on the, on the organization's side, right? In the customer service space, but being able to just have a phone call and from the first second that that phone call starts, you're able to have a conversation just like the conversation that you and I are having, right? Whether I stumble up or I say, hey, I need to... Uh, I need to order something and oh, wait, never mind. I need to make a return and I don't have the receipt, but I have this. And having that conversation just be as well understood between myself and, and this, this AI, right? From a customer service standpoint, as it would be between me and, and an agent if I walked into 
you know, a retail store and, and tried to have the same conversation. And to have that, you know, not feel like, oh, I stumbled, I got to start over, right? There's this frustration and like, oh, how do I, what did I say? What did they catch? Do I need to go back? Do I need to do that again? But building in, I think it goes back to your point on conversational design, building systems where I can feel natural and comfortable having that conversation across these voice platforms, right? I, I don't have right. to have a cadence. I don't know, oh, what's the hot word I have to use or how do I invocate this thing? Or, you know, did I say that right? Did I get it? Did I mix my words? Did I put it backwards? Did I have to say the intent before the thing? So it's all of those pieces. The more you can abstract them away to make it feel like it's just two people having a conversation, I really think that there's sort of an exponential increase in where you can take that from a business standpoint. Absolutely. You know, I was thinking about when you were talking about that, the, the other key aspect is, is being able to evolve it. And, you know, if Joan was on this call, uh, we had a great, that great interview with her a few, a uh, couple shows ago. Um, she would talk about being able to constantly advance this. And I think there's an even better opportunity to do that through, you know, better uh, use of technology and conversational design and using this voice technology then you're able to do through a traditional, you know, call center set of software and solutions. Just the data is going to be much more pure and more actionable. So I, I really, uh, uh, I think there's some opportunities there. Well, this has been, been interesting for me. And I think it, it kind of dovetails right into your, what uh, the, the voice experience that you are going to uh, talk to us about today. Yeah, so I tried to uh, I tried to stay on brand, right? I tried to stay on theme for the week, just in terms of uh, the, the experiences I was looking at. I thought about a couple that are across sort of the the voice ecosystem, but the one that stood out because I was going, it sort of fell in my lap. I was going to make a credit card payment on my Bank of America credit card, and remember that they had their Erica product, right? That if you are a Bank of America customer, which you know several millions of people are. Uh, You've probably seen it pop up at some point in time or been reminded of it if you go to their app that they've built in this virtual assistant called Erica that's one button away in their mobile app that is able to handle effectively everything a bank teller or somebody you'd call in customer service can handle, right? So I was, I was sort of at first and for a long time, I'd seen this pop up and was sort of not sure of the promise, right? Like I didn't, I hadn't touched it. I hadn't dealt with it. I just, I just want to get in. I want to make my payment or check my balance and move out again. I'm not sure how I'm supposed to interact with this, you know, this virtual agent, but I spent the time to go in and dive into it. And right, right from the beginning, it said, Hey, here's a, you know, maybe you want to look at your spend history or if you have another question, go ahead. And so there's a button right there to light up the microphone or text if you want, if you want to type to it. And I just said, Hey, you know, show me my, the last 30 days of transactions and bang, it came up right in a short list. So you, you right out of the gate are able to mix this sort of audio and voice and video or presentation display quality that just had a ton of impact for this setting, right? Like a lot of times in a voice setting, you think about just being able to say something and then get some audio back. But you can imagine like a banking transaction. If I asked a Google home, like the home mini that's sitting on my desk to tell me about my last 30 days of transactions, the only way it can respond effectively would be to read them off, right? So now you have like these line mm -hmm. items of things that don't really make sense in the context. But in this context, having this display 
made a huge difference. So I could say, hey, when is my next bill due? And that was just an audio, but it showed it on the screen. Or, you know, show me my uh, credit score history. And it was able to pull up and show me where my credit score is now and how it's tracked over the last, you know, bit of time. Or tell me about mortgage products. Or can I get a car loan? All these questions came back with not all the information I needed, but then links right there that I could touch from my mobile phone and get to them, right? Like I could go in to look at their loan products or I could, you know, dive deeper into my transactions or it gave me even suggestions on like, hey, you don't want to look at 30 days of transactions. You want to pull up 60 or do you want to filter this down further? So it just had this, this incredible impact on not only showing me what I wanted quickly, which was super fast and way faster than even, you know, well-optimized mobile apps, you're doing, you know, kind of menu digging a lot of times, right? You hit the three bars mm-hmm. or the three dots, depending on what device you're on and go into my account or my history or my statements or the documents. So you're, you're always digging a little bit. And this just totally abstracted that digging process, right? So I really felt like, oh, anything that I would call in for if I had a question about my account, or I maybe wanted to add on some services, all of a sudden I could do. And it was like the first time where I felt inside of a product, like not, you know, Google Assistant on its own or Siri on its own or something, but inside of an app or a product that they actually made Erica, this assistant, a first party experience. It wasn't an afterthought. It wasn't like, okay, we've got this whole ecosystem. Now, how can we sort of like layer this voice thing on top of it? And maybe like, make it useful or if nothing else like we'll use it for marketing activity right like to like tell you we have an assistant but it was actually sort of a part of the ecosystem it really did feel like a first party experience and for me when i scored it right if i go back and look at the scores across these the score for this was just like off the charts compared to the others i was basically fives across the board with you know kind of this four for you know brand connectivity connectivity and loyalty and and repeat usability just because I don't know how often you're searching for banking products, right? Like you don't do it every day. But when you did do it, it was just seamless. Like it did exactly what you needed it to do. And it just felt so, so easy and comfortable. And and where some of these other ones in the past have like started with promise and then just like fallen short or they didn't really think it through, or maybe it was, you know, sort of an afterthought. This was just very clearly that the group that had built this just really put a lot of focus into making this feel like it'd been there from day one. That's awesome. You know, and I think what's great is it's not a gimmick, right? It's not, Hey, you know, let's throw some, you know, interesting, you know, fun stuff. Let's make jokes. Let's try to build, you know, connect our brand to you and um, have it be, um, you know, novelty. And I think they've really, it sounds like they've taken the energy now. I want to go, I haven't used it. I got, I'm going to have to go do that now. Um, so, you know, maybe we're going to have a big spike in Erica usage uh, from this. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the, the other thing you, you really connected on was this, you know, we talked earlier about the, the circles, right? The, the buying circle and then in the customer service circle and bringing you back into the transaction side and, and keeping that loop uh, connected. You know, it sounds like they really did a great job of that as well. And that wasn't even where, what you were starting to do. You didn't, you didn't, the, 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 the lines were blurred between that, just like a really good, um, you know, your human agent might be able to do is help you 
feel connected and go like, and Hey, here's some other stuff and make you feel like you, yeah, there, you might want to be open to those conversations. So I think that's fantastic. So yeah, it's interesting. Great you, know, review. you you mentioned one, one last thing there that so many times when you call into somewhere, like you might have a customer service problem and then halfway through you think about like, Oh, actually I also need to like do this other thing with your brand. And all you're doing is like crossing your fingers and hoping that like, you know, the person you're talking to is not going to then send you to like the other department. Right. Like all I, all I do is cross the fingers and go, Hey, I also just need to change my address. Can you help me with that too? And you know, these kind of wait and hope they're not going to go, Oh, you actually need to talk to our address change department. I'll send you over to, you know, bill, just give me a minute. And you're like, ah, shit, I didn't, I didn't want to go there. But having that just be sort of seamless across the the product was, is a really important part of what they built. One well, last thing I want to touch on is, you know, I think what they've done is they potentially, you know, set us forward on a, on a space we really believe in, which is, you know, bringing, adding voice to a really good experience and making the voice generate uh, the best experience based upon the device or tool set that you're on. Take advantage of a big screen if you're on a big screen. Take advantage of a small screen if you're, if you are take advantage of no screen and and when is that uh, a better experience and how to weave that in. And, you know, I, we see a future in which, you know, I might go to a website and not even want to click on the, the, the banners at the top and dive down. We're going to probably spend some more time on that in the near future. But um, I, I just, we see this multi multimodal experience being so critical and that it's not just about just voice or just about just a touch experience on a screen or about a keyboard. It's about when they come together, the overall experience is, is improved. So that's exciting. Well, thanks for that. Uh, uh, good talk today. Uh, you sparked some ideas and I've got to go uh, spend some time with uh, my uh, voice assistant, Erica from Bank of America. That's my next uh, task today. I'm gonna go Definitely. Pay some well, it's, it's been another good chat. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Another, another good episode of Better by Voice. I'll be sure also to drop the link to that CX in tech report from John Maeda. I think it's really interesting. So I'll drop that in the uh, in the notes as well. Hey, Alex, just just before we go, you know, based upon everything that's been going on in the, the last few weeks, I just want to, uh, you know, send out there that, that, you know, we hope everybody is, is safe and is finding uh, space for peace. And Hopefully people are having more conversations and not less going forward about the, the issues that we're facing in this country. Definitely. I'm really, really glad you brought that up. Thanks, Russ. See you.